0: Hey Outlaws, today we are joined by Sarah Steckler. Sarah is a productivity strategist who helps entrepreneurs learn how to use mindful productivity in their life and business to reach their goals and stay productive without hustle culture. She is the host of the Mindful Productivity podcast. She has published many journals through Amazon including the Mindful Productivity Guide and the Daily Productivity Brain Dump book both of which I own and use in my business. She's also the creator of the program Publish with Purpose and I'm going to be telling you a little bit more about Publish with Purpose in just a little bit. But before we get to that, I wanted to let you know what's going to be happening in today's episode because Sarah and I had a really expansive conversation and it all started a few weeks ago. I was listening to her podcast. I was listening to episode 156 of the Mindful Productivity podcast and Sarah was talking about creative nesting. I didn't know straight away what this episode was going to be about, but once I started listening, I realized that Sarah and I apparently were sharing the same brain at that point. I had just aired episode 31 of Entrepreneurial Outlaws, and we were talking about really similar feelings, thoughts, and ideas around our businesses. Sarah was talking about creative nesting. Creative nesting being the idea that sometimes in our business we need to slow down, and that it's not burnout. It's actually about creating more space, more creativity in our businesses. I had explored this in episode 31, where I talked about content creation, the similarities between songwriting and content writing and content creation. And Sarah and I had actually both talked about Taylor Swift in our episodes and touched on the idea that musicians go on writing retreats to write, not just to write songs, but to actually write albums and record albums. And this happened a lot in 2020. So I instantly got into my DMs and was like, Sarah... (laughs) You and I need to have this conversation publicly, which is what we have done. And Sarah is on the show today to talk about all things slow business, mindful productivity, letting go of hustle culture, and what it really means to be productive in our businesses. We're going to be talking about rethinking productivity, how to really allow ourselves to grow without endlessly scaling, and it's going to be so much fun so make sure you grab your earbuds grab a notebook and pen because trust me you're going to want to take notes in today's episode and we're going to get into this episode and in just a moment i'm going to be sharing with you a bit more about sarah's program publish with purpose You're listening to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, a podcast for creatives, introverts, empaths, and spiritual folks who want to grow a sustainable and impactful business on their own terms. We're here to meet you at the intersection of strategy, spirituality, and self-inquiry so that we can create our own versions of success and grow businesses that serve our personal goals and creativity just as much as it serves our audiences. Together, we are paving the way for a new normal in online business, one that allows you to lean into what makes you and your business unique. And I'm your host, Melanie Knights. Storyteller and outlaw mentor with a nose for the bullshit. I'm here to help you unpack the bro marketing strategies and entrepreneurial myths that lead us to overthink our business decisions, because overthinking is a feminist issue. The antidote, your intuition. So get ready as each week we have the messy, honest and transparent conversations about entrepreneurship, the kind that's missing from the highlight reels of our social media feeds we're uncovering the real stories behind what it takes to run a sustainable online business on your own terms. The highs, the lows, and everything in between. Ready to break the rules and become an entrepreneurial outlaw? Let's do this. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about Publish With Purpose. Publish With Purpose is Sarah's program that I joined in early part of 2021. To learn how to publish my journal on Amazon. So, Publish with Purpose is a self study program with live implementation rounds, and it provides everything you need to create, format, and self publish profitable journals and planners on Amazon in 60 days or less. Now, I want to caveat that not everyone does it in 60 days. I did, and I'm going to be sharing with you if, you, if you join Publisher Purpose and use my affiliate code, I'm going to be sharing with you how I did that, like the mindset and everything I implemented and my experiences. But the wonderful thing about Publisher Purpose is that it is self-study, right? There are five modules that take you through everything you could possibly need to know about publishing your journal or planner on Amazon. Right now, we, or she, (laughs) I feel like I'm such a big part of this. Right now, she is opening the doors to Publish With Purpose. And a live round of this starts in just a couple of weeks. There's going to be a live round over the summer. I'm going to be using that time to actually work on the second Outlaw book. The great thing about the live rounds is that you get to speak to, meet, engage, brainstorm, and troubleshoot with a whole range of people who were also looking to publish their own journals or planners and they may be people that you never would never normally get to meet in your business Publisher purpose not only helped me create and, and create and format and publish this planner or sorry this journal in 60 days but it also allowed me to believe in my work a little bit more because within 60 days, I had this thing, this physical thing that I had created in my hands. And if you know, if you've been listening to this show any, any length of time, I've talked about my experiences over the years with courses and programs and everything in between. And so often I have not got results or I've not got the thing that I was told I would get. But with Publisher for Purpose, Sarah is guiding you on this process. So if you've had that feeling, that urge to create a planner or journal for your business, maybe you're a coach or a service provider, maybe you already sell other products in your business, whatever it might be, But maybe you've had this idea that people could do with a journal. Maybe you think you've got existing clients who could really benefit from a journal or planner to go along with the work that you already do. Or maybe you want this to be a completely new project for your business no matter what you're looking to create, there are so many options. And Sarah guides you through all of the fundamentals that you need, how to set everything up, what to look out for. She's very honest about what she has found works and doesn't work and mistakes that she's made and all of her experiences in between. And the great thing about it is you get lifetime access. So she's always updating it, updating the database, the FAQs, and consistently adding in bonuses trainings materials to help you not just create and publish it but actually launch it and templates and things to help you promote it on instagram etc so when you join publish with purpose you don't just get access to the materials, you get access to this Facebook community, you get the, if you join now, you're going to get these live weekly Q&A support calls over the summer during this live round, and there's all the replays available if you can't make them. It's such a wonderful community and was such an amazing experience, and I've definitely caught the publishing bug. (laughs) because right now I'm working on the Lunar Journal, which is going to be published in just a couple of weeks. And as I said, I'm working, planning to work over the summer on the second Outlaw book as well. Now, I'm an affiliate for Publisher Purpose. I'm really excited and proud to be affiliating with Sarah on this course, because I know how much I held back in my business. I had wanted to publish something like this for such a long time. And I knew about Sarah's course, but I had so many questions. So I do want to say, if you are Interested, but you have questions. First of all, Sarah covers a ton of information on the sales page. So you can go to publishaplanner.com forward slash enroll and all the information is there. And I'll make sure that's linked in the show notes. But you can also come to me, ask me questions. I will be very honest and transparent about my experience. If I don't know or I didn't experience a certain thing, I will be honest about that. I know that I was able to publish this journal in 60 days. I know that's not everybody's experience. But I'm going to actually be offering a bonus if anyone uses my affiliate code to join publish with purpose during this live round I will be creating or sorry delivering a outlaw launch playbook so when I came to launching the outlaw journal I was like okay I'm gonna outlaw this <laughs> what I did was took everything I've done about launches over the last five and a half years and I held on to a few core pieces, a few things that I knew were important, and then I outlawed the rest. I did exactly what felt right for me. And honestly, that was my entire experience. And truth be told, it was the most enjoyable launch I have had. And the reason I can say that hand on heart is because during this launch, I had some shit happen <laughs> in my business that would normally have sent me into this deep spiral. I would have been like, just, I would have hidden away and I would have just given up. But I believed in this Outlaw Journal. I still believe in the Outlaw Journal. I believed in how transformative it was. And I knew that this was something people needed. And so even when things were really hard, I carried on at a pace that felt really comfortable and aligned. And by the end of that launch, I was sending journals off all over the world. So I'm going to be taking everything I learned from that launch, I'll be sharing with you both the mindset part, because it was really important. My mindset going into Publish for Purpose was important, and the mindset I and how I approached the whole process was really important. But I'll be sharing with you the mindset part and also more of the strategy. But it's very outlaw and I'm not going to be telling you what to do. I'm going to be sharing with you what worked for me and hopefully helping you to explore some of the ways in which you can outlaw your publishing launch. So you can join Publish with Purpose right now. I'm going to link in the show notes. And as I said, this is an affiliate code. So if you decide that Publish with Purpose is the right program for you and you join using my link, I will get a kickback. You will also get the bonus, the Outlaw Launch playbook sent to you and um, as I said, if you have any questions about publisher purpose or if you want to know more about my experience, then please don't hesitate just reach out. you can email me or you can send me a message on Instagram and I'll be really honest about my experience and what I learn and everything in between. So now let's dive in to this episode, this interview with Sarah Steckler. Welcome to Entrepreneurial Outlaws, Sarah. I'm so excited to have you on the show today and to be able to have this conversation with you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. This is going to be good. (laughs) It is. It's going to be really, I think it's going to be juicy. (laughs) And some new ways of thinking about these topics as well. Um, So for anyone listening who is unaware of what you do, Would you just take a couple of moments to introduce yourself? Tell us a bit about what you do, your business. Um, Yeah, and then we'll get into in today's conversation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, My name is Sarah Steckler and I am a productivity strategist who focuses on mindful productivity, which is really about bringing more intention and awareness to your current mental state and your energy capacity. And with that, I help entrepreneurs organize and streamline their business and produce epic planners. So I do a multitude of things in my business, but ultimately my goal is to help creatives know that they do not have to jump into an endless hustle and burn out constantly in order to be successful in their business.
0: Yes. And I am very much here for that. <laughs> I think the more and more I've learned in leaned into Identifying as a creative entrepreneur, because I didn't always identify as a creative entrepreneur, the more I've realized this need for mindfulness and slowing down, something I was always working on. But there feels like there's more of a need for that when you're being so creative in your business. So I wanted to talk a little bit, I wanted to start off by talking a little bit about productivity and really. Understanding the way in which you approach productivity mindfully and what kind of red flags or what indicates to what can indicate to us as individuals that we are approaching productivity
1: mindlessly? Oh, this is a great question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me a question quite in this frame. So I think when I think about mindfulness or um, just not doing something mindlessly, it's really bringing awareness, right? And bringing intention to our action. And the first thing I'll say is I think there's a lot of pressured performative productivity where we feel like we always need to be working or we need to let other people know that we're doing this much in our business or we're working this long. So there's that weird kind of perfectionist, for lack of a better term, type of productivity that we can feel pressured. And there's external things, societal things that can pressure us in that way. And when we feel that way, sometimes that can lead to that mindlessness that you're talking about. So kind of, you know, things that people talk about, like being busy for the sake of being busy, right? Really not having a guided sense of direction when you're working on something or a guided sense of even your energy level when you're working on something. So, for example, in the beginning of my business, I was always busy, I was always working, I was never sleeping, but I wasn't actually getting much done. I didn't really see a whole lot of revenue in the first year of my business, uh, wasn't really seeing much of anything happening, but I knew I was working, but I knew I was being busy and, but not necessarily productive in terms of managing my energy and actually getting, moving the needle towards what I actually wanted to accomplish.
0: Yes. Yes. I I was exactly the same. I was writing about this the other day, and there was that fr- that phase in my business where I went from corporate to full time entrepreneur, and I just thought that going into being fully my own boss, that this would be incredible, and I would be able to be so productive, and I'd have all this time, and I'd be able to do so much. I was so busy doing nothing. Like <laughs> I found myself, it would get to Friday and I, and if somebody said to me, what did you do? Like, I have no idea. I have no idea what I did this week. Maybe I posted on social media. I don't know. And it felt, I was, I really disliked that feeling because my days had been so structured previously, but it was, it was so interesting that it felt so hard to do it for myself. It felt easy when someone else was, and I didn't like it when someone else was telling me how to right. do it my business or how to run my day. But the moment I had to do it for myself, it was, it was really, it was really weird because I'm pretty organized for the most part, but it was like, I lost all sense of being able to organize myself and organize my time. And I I found myself going from one extreme to the other. So I would try and organize everything. And then it would be like, Oh, I hate this. I'd go back to doing nothing. And I don't know if you see this a lot with other people as well, because it was just this really trying to find that middle ground and navigate that was very confusing at first.
1: Well, and I think too, you start with the framework of, I have to be working nine to five or eight or nine hours a day, if that's where you're coming Mm -hmm. from. Like that's where I was coming from, same kind of thing. And then you go, well, how do I fit my creative mind and my business into an eight hour day at home? When my life is completely, di- I mean, working from home is completely different as we all know by now. And so there was always this pressure when really I realized over time that I didn't, I wasn't going to be working the same way at home. It wasn't going to be you're at a desk and you'll have no distractions and other people will be around you doing the same thing. It's completely different. So I think it's weird. It's like trying to fit a creative process into a nine to five Structure and it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. For some entrepreneurs, it might, but for me, it just wasn't working. So when I wasn't seeing results working more than eight hours a day at home, I was always like, "Is there something wrong with me? Is there something wrong with my business? Like, what am I doing?" Like, I, I felt very, very similar.
0: Yeah, I like the. I, I liked what you just said about, you know, we're taking, we're taking something that is very individual because even though if we all work from home it can look different because it depends on your lifestyle it depends on what responsibilities you have and and what you have to do in that day as well as the type of business model you have and how much how many different tasks you could be working on and i think that has such an impact in the way in which we can run our business but also run our schedule or you know having those times where we are leaning more into our creative work or we're doing client work or coaching or whatever it may be. And one of the, I remember hearing this phrase a few years ago now, and it was from someone who, I guess she is an entrepreneur, but she was very much about, she was advocating for working mums and trying to ensure that they had uh, more benefits and more ability or capability to manage their time in employment. And she said, you know, I work full time, but I don't work nine till five. And that always stood out to me because I was like, yes, that is exactly it. Like as entrepreneurs, you may end up working eight hour days. There may be days when you only work four hours or sometimes we work more. (laughs) And it really depends on the season of our business. But then being able to actually be productive during that time is, is, as you said, what's so important because that allows for us to move the dial or actually grow our business or feel like we're making some kind of headway with what we're doing.
1: Oh, I love that you just said this. It depends on the season of your business. Like I'm over here, like nodding my head because that's so true. And I think for a long time, I'm I'm sure other people listening might identify with this too. You can almost like, we have all these different metrics that we measure our business, you know, our revenue, our connections to our community, all these different things. But in the back of my mind, sometimes there's still, well, how long are you working for? Or how hard are you working? And it's still, Mm -hmm. that's still something that I grapple with all the time. And one thing I, I recently realized, it took me so many years, but I recently realized that like fall, for example, is a busy season in my business. Like that is a time when I always end up working longer hours and I'm in like my creative flow state and I get a lot of things done. So like course creation and like content updates for my courses, that that is the time of year when that happens. Like if I wanna create something or if I wanna like batch record a bunch of podcast episodes, that's the season and I'm always working more and so I no longer feel guilty about that, right? Because I think, too, we can feel guilty about working longer hours because we're in a season. So, understanding that about yourself and like how your business works. And I also love that you said, um, you know, that she or that woman said that she's a full time entrepreneur, but she's not necessarily working nine to five. That really identify, I really identify that with that as well, because there are definitely days and sometimes like a week where. There's not a whole lot of me time in front of my computer, but there's me going on longer walks and really thinking about my business model or, you know, doing other things that aren't necessarily tangibly moving the needle in my business that day or that week, but it's that creative think time that really actually makes me more productive in the long run.
0: Yes, which is a beautiful segue into (laughs) slow business which I want to explore with you. So I introduced this earlier on, but um, you and I have both recorded, we're going to link to both the episodes in the show notes, but we have both recorded episodes recently where we have talked, we've talked about slow business. Um, I definitely didn't call it slow business um, and you called it creative nesting. And it was so interesting listening to your episode because you were talking about just that, about taking time off or away from your business but not you're not stepping away and and ignoring what you're doing or it's not even maybe necessarily a vacation it is still part of our work but it's that creative time that we need to slow down step back review and reflect so that we can actually then Kind of bounce back or step back into what we're doing, and it feels so much more aligned and in flow. And it's really a great time to address what may be working or not working within our businesses. So slow business, I think I I've been doing this unintentionally. I didn't know that was what I was doing, and then I've heard people talking about it, and I was like, oh, this is this is kind of what I've been doing. Um, And it sounds wonderful and it sounds beautiful. And I'm like, yep, this is exactly how I want to be doing my business. But I'm also, again, coming back to that season thing. I'm like, this is how I want to do business right now. Last Mm. year, that was not how I did business. (laughs) My business was very fast and I burnt out. And I'm like, okay. So I've learned my lessons from that experience. This is the season I'm in now. So in your episode where you talked about creative nesting and you discussed and explored that, can you share with us what creative nesting is?
1: Yeah. And well, and one thing that's so interesting about how we both kind of land, I love that we both landed on this at the same time, and we've done that with multiple things. It's just really cool to see. And one thing I did when I recorded the episode was I hadn't quite, like I had this idea of what creative nesting might look like in my business and I'd kind of been doing it, but the episode two is more of like an exploration of like maybe what it could be. So it was this experimental kind of conversation that I was having with my audience listening. And really for me, how I was kind of defining it as I was playing with it was you know, this is a time where, you know, similar to how people like authors go on solo writing retreats or something. It's, it's something where you're carving out time for creativity in your business, but also time for the things that maybe you really love doing in your business, but that don't, you know, bring you in revenue per se, like the, that day or, or drive the needle where you need it to go in terms of maybe some of your bigger goals, but they really, it, those kind of little tasks or projects really inspire you. They make you feel connected to your business. They make you want to show up. They And this, these could be things like consuming content too. Like, you know, um, mm-hmm. not just creating, but also consuming or doing things in your business that like really roundabout things. Like, I mean, I'm talking for me, I'll give you some examples, like creative nesting for me or projects within that for me in my business could be things like really stepping into the aesthetic side of my brand, really feeling like, what is my brand? What do I want it to look like? What do I want it to feel like? Like if I was walking into a room in my business, what do I want that room to look like? So every time I walk in there, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is good. This is good. And those things don't, those are the things that people tell you, you know, don't do those things. Don't focus on those things. Um, just make money, you know, but there <laughs> is something about those things that makes you feel comfortable. It's like putting on a really nice outfit before you go out or, you know, just feeling really like nice like sometimes too like before i get on zoom meetings i'll put on perfume no one's gonna know but-
0: <laughs> i do that too and i'm I mean, you? you know oh i i find myself like brushing my teeth and putting on some perfume and then i mean yeah. i put lipstick on and then i'm like no one can smell me no one can i could like not brush my teeth all day and no one's gonna know but it's this weird like it just kind of prepares me <laughs> mentally yeah, well, for doing I it think-
1: That's kind of what I think part of how I'm defining it or feeling into it is that's part of what a slow business is or creative nesting is doing those things that maybe no one else is going to know about or realize, Mm -hmm. but that make you feel confident in how you show up in your business. Yeah.
0: I really resonate with that, especially the part where you were talking about the tasks that maybe don't don't necessarily deliver an ROI or move the dial or don't necessarily bring in money. For example, as you were saying, like, you know, aesthetic and and your brand. Um, I imagine your brand would be like, I imagine if there was a room, it would be like your office. Sarah <laughs> shares her office on Instagram. So I feel like that. And I feel like you do that very well. So, you know, you've done it. So that's great. Um, but I feel, I, I really understand how that's, how that can feel for us as individuals, because as you said, it can look different for each of us. Um, the things that inspire us, the things that we do that allow us to feel creative, even within our businesses, the things that excite us or we enjoy, you know, I know that some people hate being in Canva and like Canva is my happy place where I can just create really beautiful graphics. Um, but it's different for each of us. So what kind of things, what inspires you? So when you, if you were taking that time, if you were doing that kind of singer songwriter retreat, what would you be doing each day to get inspired?
1: I think a big part of it is giving myself permission to play with all the ideas that I have that may not ever actually become products, but I actually give myself permission to think about, well, what if, what if you created four more planners or what if you (laughs) created a whole new podcast or what if you decided to write a blog post series on this? And I know, like knowing that in the back of my head right now, one, I don't necessarily have time for those things or two, like it wouldn't lead to anything, right? It It wouldn't lead to an offer that would lead to this, you know, and like all these narratives that I have in my head. Um, But giving myself permission to play with those things, what I find actually happens is the more I make room for that, those things actually give me ideas for how to improve other things in my business. Like, so I recently went on a trip to a cabin with my husband. It was like our first time leaving the house in a while. And it was so nice. We were out in nature and I was thinking about this other course I create could create or this other journal. And what it made me realize was all these ways that I could improve some of my like current offerings, like how I mm-hmm. could, might be able to gamify something or other resources I might be able to make for students that would help them understand the content. So doing that was one thing that ultimately helped me circle back to what my main intention is in my business. And I didn't think that it would. I thought that for I thought that I really had to restrict myself and, you know, be really hard on myself and be really structured like, no, you you only have room for this creative project. And having room to kind of explore that actually was really liberating. Yeah. And I
0: love that. I love the fact that by allowing yourself to explore and 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 just dream about those other things, that maybe on a practical level, you don't have time for helped you identify how you could actually bring some of that back into what you're already doing, which I also feel like comes full circle back to what we were talking about initially about productivity and mindfulness with your productivity. Cause it feels like that being able to do that, being able to not get completely sidetracked with a new project also feels like it comes back to that mindfulness of that focus point of knowing what you're doing in your business and knowing what your focus projects are or what your what the the things in your business that you really want to continue putting out and continue creating and delivering. Um but I love the idea of of being able to step away and just see things from a different perspective, which it sounds like yeah. that was exactly what it was.
1: And and I will say, you know, as an aside. I will note that I don't know that I would have had this amount of creative liberty, if you will, in the beginning stages of my business before I was making the income I needed to make. Right. Like part of this definitely is available to me because I have students making recurring payments and like income coming into my business that that makes me feel you know, a, definitely a little bit more safe in playing around with that. So I think there's kind of that balance, right? Like I yeah. I definitely, there's like the reality of it versus what might, may or may not be available to you in your business. So I definitely just want to touch on that too, because I'm not saying that we should all just do what we want, regardless of maybe things that may impact our business. I hope you get what I mean.
0: A hundred percent. I think, um Another example of that for, for for me this year has been, um, which we're going to get into in a little bit, but Sarah helped me publish the Outlaw Journal. And heading into 2021, I knew that this was something I wanted to work on. I knew this was something that was going to require a, a decent amount of my creative brain and also just trying to work through any blocks that came up. And I also wanted to commit to the course. So what I did was... Again, I was in a position where I was able to slow down in other ways within my business. And I was able to look at, you know, my finances and say, okay, I can step back in these ways to give myself the space to be able to work on this project. And yeah, I think very similarly, it's not something I would have been able to do when I first started my business. Um, Because I think when we first start, either we're still learning or we're trying to figure out exactly what that business looks like. But I think for both of us, we're at the point in our businesses where it's, it's fairly established. We know what we're doing. We know we're still figuring out and processing certain parts of business, but we have enough of a foundation that we are able to kind of move forward with these, these creative ideas. So yeah, exactly. For anyone listening who maybe can't take a trip right now, Um, for whatever reason, COVID or non-COVID related. What ways do you feel like we can tap into that retreat vibe and create that alone time for the deep work?
1: Mm, I love this question because that's another part of it too I was really thinking about is how do I make this a recurring ritual, maybe even weekly in my business that's not a one-off, oh, I've gotten to this point where I can't stand it anymore. Now I need to go be away from my house and do this thing, which is not always attainable. So really thinking about creative ways to bring this into your business on a more regular basis. And so, and it could be the simplest of things. And I think there's something to be said about being in a different location or being able to work somewhere else. I cannot wait to go back to a coffee shop and work. But <laughs> I think that, you know, some of the simplest ways that I've been trying to integrate more of this time can even mean, you know, setting a boundary in my in my life at home. So even like on a Sunday, maybe I tell my husband that I want, you know, a couple hours in of my office and I don't want to be bothered, which for us at this point, we don't have kids. It means him taking care of our extremely high maintenance bulldog. So don't let her come in here. <laughs> I need some time. <laughs> and then it's really just, I will go, I will literally go to YouTube and find, like a playlist for me lately, it's been like work jazz or um just all these different there's like coffee shop aesthetic playlists you can look up. It's wild. Mm-hmm. And so putting something on like that where I can kind of trick my brain into feeling like I'm in a different atmosphere or a different place, like changing up what I'm hearing and then really making a cozy space in my office. So, and if you don't have an office, you could create this, you know, in another space in your home, but even just like getting a cup of coffee and clearing off my desk, which seems to be an ongoing uh, problem <laughs> for me. <laughs> like so, it's right now, it's completely cluttered with journals. So, but anyway, just even creating a space for yourself, similar to what you might do if you were going to do, you know, yoga at home, you would clear space for your yoga mat, right? Like do that for taking time in your business and start by doing something that you might not normally do. If you normally plop down on your chair and start working on your computer, maybe take time to open a journal and start a stream of consciousness or do a brain dump and ask yourself maybe for the first time in a long time, what would bring me creative joy in my business right now? What are some of the things that I would love to explore or think about or work on without the pressure of you need to you know grow your email list or you need to make money or you need to do this? And how can you begin to explore that?
0: I love that. I I love. First of all, I did not know that you could get these kinds of playlists
1: on YouTube. Oh, I'm have yeah. To look into this, by the way, yeah. So I have this whole thing, um, and I actually I got this idea from um, Jason and Caroline Zook over at Wandering Aimfully. They have this page on their website, and I think they got it from someone else. So you'll have to look, but they have a now page. And so they basically write down like what they're kind of working on at any given time. And I was like, oh, that's fun. So I made one on my website, and like every week I put up a new what am I listening to on YouTube playlist over there. So it's like it's w- like coffee jet, ja- coffee house, ja- house jazz, or um, there was one. It was like you're at a beach in a coffee shop, and there's like these like birds in the background, and I don't know. They're really fun.
0: I love that. I think that's really. I think that's really nice because sometimes it can be really difficult to find the right kind of music. And I have a tendency just to listen to the radio, but that can also be very distracting sometimes in good ways, sometimes in bad ways. (laughs) Um, Sometimes I'll be sitting there and be like, what was I writing? Um, And I, I really like the idea of, of creating that space. I mean, I think most of us probably can identify with the desk situation. It's like on a Monday, it's super clean. And then by the weekend, you're like, I can't find a pen. Um, but just those kind of simple routines um, and being able to create that space for you to, you know, as you said, write or journal and and really think about what it is that you want to be able to do creatively. And I love the idea of sitting down with a journal. There's something that I often, when I'm feeling really, I don't want to call it writer's block, but whenever I'm feeling uncertain of how to, when I can feel the creativity isn't there. Sometimes it just takes a journal prompt or sitting down and writing what I think my audience might want to, might need for me right now or whatever it might be can really help us to unblock whatever it is that's happening, wherever, it, whatever it is, whether it's creatively or maybe we're afraid of something and it can just help us to kind of get through that and move past it. And, and then we find some kind of creative inspiration from there.
1: Yeah. And I feel like that's such an outlaw moment too. Like, what do I need? Really tapping into what's going on in my internal world and looking at a journal page and starting from there. I really, really love that. Yes. Very outlaw.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of outlaw. So as I said earlier, Sarah's um, program publisher purpose is the program that I joined at the end of last year after a long time of procrastinating on on this idea of creating a journal or banner and with your help, with the course and your live calls I was able to publish my journal in 60 days as I said there were some ways in which I set this up purposefully so I could do it it wasn't magic I wasn't I didn't just do nothing else for 60 days but I was very certain I wanted to do this so I know that I've had people say to me I really want to do this too I'd love this idea and I'm always like then let's do it. Go do it. Go, go join. Go learn more about the course. So can you share with everyone a little bit more about Publish with Purpose? Because um, I know you also have a workshop as well. Yeah. Um, and when this goes live, I believe you'll be either getting ready for or in the process of launching.
1: That's true. Yes. Yeah. So we do we do um, two live rounds a year, and those are what I call 60 day sprints. So those during those eight weeks, two times a year, we have live weekly calls inside the program. So Publish With Purpose essentially is a course that helps you create format and self-publish your own journal or planner or workbook on Amazon in 60 days or less. However, right, some people take more or less time. And that's where the mindful productivity piece comes in. So we have built in implementation weeks inside the program where there that's really a time for you. Like, I'm not saying there's more content or go do this. It's let's take a break from digesting what's inside the course and let's work on your journal. And I mean, as you know, that's the bulk of it, right? Like actually creating the journal yourself. So this isn't a program where I'm doing it for you. You're definitely doing the work to create it, but it's in a space where you're surrounded by other creative entrepreneurs And what's so cool is that we have people in there that are like therapists. We have people in there that we have a a woman that recently created a journal for kids. So there's a big variety, but I feel like that helps like tap into all these different creative ideas. So, and I know a lot of people gain, a lot of our students gained a lot of insight here in your process as you were creating your Outlaw uh, Journal. So it's a really, really fun program. And there's everything, just like any course, right? Like you could spend forever searching for things online or if you want a container that's organized and gives you step-by-step what you need, then that's that's the program for you.
0: Yeah, so first of all, I wanted to say the community side of things. It is. It, it was really, I mean, it is, but it was, and it will continue to be. But really, really, I'm looking forward to the next sprint. But it was it what I really loved about it was that it we did have people from all different backgrounds, different careers, full-time entrepreneurs, part-time entrepreneurs, every everybody in anything. And people who were all different stages in business and different stages in building a brand or build or figuring out what they wanted to publish. It was really, really great because Also, the thing that I found was everyone, first of all, everyone was really supportive. And secondly, you would get ideas from people who you maybe never would have met. Like there's people in there who maybe I would never have met online if I hadn't been a part of Publish for Purpose and their ideas and their feedback and thoughts were really, really wonderful. Um, because sometimes like we, we can never see our own stuff. We can't see the wood for the trees. um, and also yes it is one of the most organized well thought
1: out and organized courses i have ever done like it's so Oh my so gosh thank thorough. you. <laughs> I'm so it, glad to hear that. I always it, feel like it's not organized enough so i appreciate that. <laughs> it is
0: no it is so organized and there are so many things and you know i'm i'm just going to say this there are so many things where you have thoughts you've really thought about us as individuals and the questions we might have. It's like, you thought about it before we have it. So like I'm somebody who tends to jump ahead and I'm like, but what about this? I'm like, Oh, of course. Sarah's already answered it. So it's, it's that, that, that always impresses me. I'm always like, if someone considers that and especially when you consider time changes, because most people don't (laughs) and me being on a different time zone, I'm always like, what time, when is it changing? So that meant a lot to me as well. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Well, and I lived overseas for a while and when I was in Italy and the, like the time changed like differently. Like there was a two week gap where we were like an hour ahead or whatever from the States before the States got there. And I was like, how do people coordinate? How do people coordinate this? This is wild. So I have a thing on my phone,
0: which has like three different time zones just so I can keep up because otherwise, yeah, it's it's crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I also do. I know, like you're interviewing me, but I like, <laughs> I'm like I want to like talk about your outlaw journal too because it's it was so fun, like just being in there. And like, I, I guess I'm just touching back on something else you said, which was you we gain so much from everyone inside a community. And I think sometimes we feel like if we're not, you know, uh, further along in business or if we're not, you know, ahead of the game, then we're not going to contribute. But some of the most helpful suggestions inside of the course and on the calls are from people that like haven't even started their business yet, or, you know, they're brand new to this stuff. And there's something to be said about that, like new, newness to things that brings in creative ideas that maybe seasoned business owners haven't thought about in a long time. So I really like that overlap. And what I love too, is I'm always learning from all of you too, in the course. I'm always like oh my gosh, that's such a great idea. Like I always have to take notes like during our calls and it's just so fun. And it really reminds me that in business, I think there's more creative liberty when we take away this like expert to, I mean, obviously I'm teaching the course, but when I just take away that, like I'm the only one that knows anything, you know what I mean? Where I feel like you sometimes get that in courses and it it can be frustrating.
0: Yeah. yeah there's there's less of a hierarchy and I think that I think that's what more and more people are craving I know I've certainly been craving that I know that's certainly what I've been trying to deliver in my own work and there was actually it's funny that you brought up the um the kind of seasoned entrepreneur and and new business owners who haven't kind of necessarily been through and I don't want to say the ringer but you know what I mean they haven't right. been through all of that process, it's rough guys <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I promise you it's worth it um But I remember that we were having a conversation very similar to that on one of the calls. And I remember I said something and I can't remember who it was, but we were like, oh, that's a good quote for Instagram. And I still haven't used it. So, you know, maybe by the time this goes out, I will have already used it. But we very, it was very much around the idea that like, once you have been through business for a while, you have to start leaving your ego at the door because you think you know more than you actually, sometimes you have to just step back and look at it from like, as if you don't know anything. Because that's the easiest way to do it sometimes.
1: Oh, it's so true. I know. And sometimes people like in general will ask me questions where I'm like, oh, that's really, at first I'm like, oh, that's really basic, really obvious. And then I think about it more or something's changed, right? Something that I've Mm -hmm. learned five years ago is completely different now. And I have to really like check myself and be like, oh, okay, that's totally different. I need to read up on that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always changing, and I think especially from like, you, I think it changes quicker than it did when we first started our businesses.
1: It feels um, like it, but
0: yeah, all the time. Okay, I feel like I need a drum roll. I need some kind of sound effect, but I don't have it. But <laughs> we're coming to the end of this episode. No, but I
1: want. <laughs> <laughs> but I want there's there's your sound effect.
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wanted to do a rapid fire round of questions with you. Uh, a little bit of fun before we get into kind of finishing and wrapping up. So, are you ready? Yes. <laughs> Favorite, <laughs> like, what are you gonna ask? Favorite social media platform?
1: Um, right now, I, I'd say it's it's still Instagram, but I love consuming content more on TikTok.
0: Okay. Oh, sideline. Oh, we'll get to that in a second, actually, because I was going to bring that up. Paperback oh, okay. or <laughs> paperback or digital?
1: For books or planning or both or? Oh, um, books first. Uh, I'm still a paperback person. I think okay. for both, yeah.
0: And planning as well?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. TikTok or reels? TikTok.
0: So my what I was gonna say is Sarah does really great reels. The one where you threw water at
1: yourself. <laughs> I was, yeah, like, I was committed <laughs> I know yeah that I <laughs> wow. only had one chance and I, I feel like I got it so you did was really good. well um planners or
0: journals planners washi table stickers
1: oh stickers
0: Ooh. new car smell or writing in a
1: planner for the first time I'll go with the planner one but I will say that there's sometimes a bit of anxiety still about that it's like oh my god don't ruin right it
0: that like first thing where it's like you put your name or whatever it's I'm like I'm gonna screw this up I'm gonna forget how to write
1: my name (laughs) it's a real thing like people are scared to not have perfect handwriting in their planners and so that's a whole other conversation but yeah
0: I just had a brilliant idea we should do a planner where it's like there's some kind of like um floor on the first page so we can be like look I effed this up so therefore (laughs) you don't have to worry (laughs) (laughs) oh I like that okay Thank you so much for today's conversation. I have loved chatting with you about slow business and productivity and just diving a little bit deeper into these similarities and parallels between, you know, really what I keep describing is like artistry, you know, being a creative and also looking at the ways in which that can support our businesses. But There is one question that I have to ask every guest, and that is, what does it mean to be an entrepreneur outlaw in your own
1: business? Oh, this is good. I think for me, it means running a business model that I love, even if it's not what's necessarily going to make me more money faster. And I know that's a weird thing to say because I think we all obviously want, we would like to, right, make more money. But if I don't feel creatively inspired by my business, then to me, it wouldn't be worth making, you know, six times the income if I if I hated every moment of it. So it's like, there's that balance for me. And that's where I feel like I'm an outlaw.
0: Yeah. Definitely. And I think so much of, and I've said this to you before, but how so much of how you approach your business feels very outlaw to me. Um, And, you know, I don't, I don't, I do not understand how people can run a business. I mean, I get that we all go through that phase of business where we're like, I'm not, I'm not liking this so much, but to purposely do something that feels very uncomfortable. I I couldn't imagine doing that. So I agree with you a hundred percent. I think my business model or whatever I'm doing has to feel good. Um, And I feel like as well, sometimes you will figure out how to make that income. Um, I know in my own business, I've found that if it feels really good, I will figure out the way of, of making the income from it because I'm more willing to talk about it. I'm more willing to show up for it than something I don't like.
1: Absolutely. I know. Ironically, my business grows the more I really give myself that permission. Yeah, that's a good lesson probably
0: an outlaw moment in itself. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Before we wrap up, can you tell everybody where they can find more about you, um, about the podcast and also how they can learn more about Publish Your Purpose?
1: Yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. This was really fun. I love talking with you. Um, I hang out on Instagram a lot. I'm at mindful productivity blog over there and I run the mindful productivity podcast that you can find pretty much anywhere. Um, And if you're interested in learning how to publish your own planner, um, we have an on-demand training over at publishaplanner.com. And you can learn more about the course. You Whether or not you choose to enroll, that, that class is going to help you understand how self-publishing works and some of the errors I've made along the way. But yeah, I definitely recommend checking it out. I love that.
0: Yes, perfect. And we will link to everything in the show notes. So you will be able to just... Go ahead and click over, follow Sarah, listen to the podcast. Um, we'll link to the episodes that Sarah recorded around creative nesting and restorative behaviors as well. Oh, but thank you so much. It's been so good to speak to you and have this conversation. And I will speak to you again soon. Thank you. So outlaws. Wasn't that a great interview conversation? I enjoyed speaking to Sarah so much about this because we covered a lot of ground in this episode. We went in a few different directions, which was intentional, Um, but I loved being able to really dive into slow business and being able to look at the ways in which we can Advocate for our own business goals and advocate for what we need during this season of our business. So, whatever season you're in in your business, just know that you are able to make those outlaw decisions for yourself. It may look different, it may challenge the status quo. And I know that often that can be really, really uncomfortable. And I want you to know that you're not alone. Every other entrepreneur out there, outlaw out there, is alongside you we have all and continue to feel like we are really bucking trends and going against what the rule book tells us a successful entrepreneur looks like. But we get to create our own success, right? That is one thing that we talk about a lot here on this show is the success is unconditional. You get to create what it looks like and then you get to work towards that, so, I absolutely loved having Sarah on the show. Make sure you go and check out our show notes where we're we'll going to link to Sarah's podcast, those three episodes that I mentioned at the beginning, but also we're going to link to Publish with Purpose. Um, I, as I said on the episode, I really, really enjoyed. And I continue to be a part of the Publish With Purpose community. It is such a great program. And I wasn't just saying it. Sarah truly puts so much attention and detail into the way in which she creates these programs. She really is there for you. She answers questions before you even before you even know that you have them, she is ready, she has answered things, and she continues to add things to her FAQ database, she continues to add to the program, she continues to explore what the right options are for both herself as a business owner, because that's important, but also for the people inside of the program. So, If you want to learn more about how to publish your own planner or journal, make sure you go and check out her workshop, her her masterclass, where she talks about the program and what it really involves and some of the mistakes she has made. And of course, if you are interested and you want to know more, also come and chat with me, right? Send me an email, hit me up on Instagram, hit me up. I don't believe I just said that. (laughs) (laughs) Send me a DM on Instagram. Reach out because I will tell you exactly what it helped me do. And as I said in the episode... I really did clear a lot of my time so that I could make sure I was present and able to show up, but every single person in that program is at a different stage, and I think the most important thing is knowing that whatever your stage you're in, it's okay. Right now, I'm writing my second book, and it's been a lot harder than writing the first one, and I'm trying to be okay with that. I'm saying to myself on a regular basis, it's fine. It's fine it will look different the next book the third one it may flow really quickly it may even be faster than the first one that's okay you're allowed to take whatever you know time you need to create it but you have everything you need within the program which really cuts the learning curve and i think that's really important and i certainly found that once i had gone through all of the steps in order because i am the kind of person who likes to jump ahead but once i had gone through all of the steps in order it was far less scary. And so I started to create, you know, additional notebooks and things like that, because that was, that was something that I could easily continue to do. And I love the whole process. So yeah, make sure you go check that out. If you have any questions and you want to speak to somebody who's been inside the program, please feel free to reach out to me as well. Now in next, uh, well, hang on, where are we? A couple of weeks time, (laughs) episode 39 we are going to actually be talking a little bit about something I just mentioned, which is that challenging the status quo, it not always being easy. So this is something I've been exploring both inside of my membership, the Outlaw Collective, also known as the OC, which makes me always want to say, welcome to the OC, bitches. Um, if, you were a, <laughs> if you grew up watching the OC, you know exactly what I'm referencing. Anyway, um, We've been exploring this both inside of that community. I've been exploring it myself personally and having conversations on Instagram around this idea. And I really believe that there is this kind of shame threshold, Um, shame threshold within online business, this place in which when we are challenging what we have been told by people that maybe we don't even really respect or trust anymore, we still feel like we are misbehaving. We're breaking the rules. We are going to fail really like we're going to have this failing business, we're going to fail our launches, whatever it is. And it comes up really differently for all of us, right? This shame threshold that we have, this place at which we kind of bounce up against every time we break a rule, every time we challenge what we've been told, every time we say no, every time we slow down, every time we advocate for our own business goals. As we do that, sometimes there can be that little voice in the back of our head and really what we're going to be exploring in the next episode is what that shame threshold looks like. Where can it kind of voice itself? How does it look? Um, Because it is personal, but we're also going to be talking about the inner critic. We're going to be tapping into, okay, because with shame often comes inner critic, right? That narrative, that internal narrative that tells us that we're not good enough, that we're not worthy, that we should be doing more or doing better. We should be further ahead. You, or, you know, you could insert any kind of negative frame. And we're going to really talk about and explore what, inner, what the inner critic is. Um, One of the things I did over the last year, I've been working with Tara Moore in her Playing Big Facilitators program. And if you know anything about that book, um, it's one of my favorite books, but if you know anything about that book, she really explores the inner critic and talks about the inner critic and how we can manage that. So we're going to look at that because one of the things that I personally felt, um, it really was magnified as I started my online business, I couldn't believe that other people, although we all have an inner critic, I couldn't believe that other people's inner critic was not always kind of as loud and as persistent as mine seemed to be. Now, we're all different. We all have, you know, different experiences, different trauma. We have learned different, we've we've grown up differently. We've had different experiences which teach us different things and tell us different rules about the world and about how we should look or be in society. And so often that shame comes from that. You know, it is the root of feeling like we are unworthy, feeling like we're not good enough, but what that means to each of us individually looks different. And so I'm going to explore this kind of as a as a whole next week, or sorry, in the next episode, we're going to talk about shame. We're going to look at what that threshold is in online business, how it can show up for us. I'm going to give a few examples. And we're also going to talk about that inner critic. And I'm going to share with you a little bit about how, you know, how self-inquiry and curiosity and journaling has really helped me to kind of tame my inner critic. And I'll share with you a bit about the work I've been doing inside of the facilitators program with Tara Moore so that I can really help you to understand. And if you are unaware of this book, the book is called Playing Big. I highly recommend it. It comp- That book completely changed my approach to not just my business, but to the way I was approaching my life. It was something um, my coach, who I still work with now, sent me a copy in the early part of 2019. She sent me her copy of that book. And I started listening to the audiobook around the same time and it was like, finally understanding what had been going on in my own brain in my own mind for so long somebody finally acknowledging that I wasn't crazy that this was actually real and that there were ways in which I could manage it and I spent most of 2019 learning how to manage my inner critic learning how to navigate that noise and what I found is that as I really really went into that I also learned more about myself I learned more about what I wanted to who I wanted to be what I wanted to do in my business and in my life and so I really do highly recommend that book it's called playing big by tara moore i'll link to it in the show notes and um in the next episode 39 we're going to be really exploring that in depth so thank you so much for being here thank you for showing up thank you for listening i hope you are having a lovely summer so far Um, I'm really enjoying taking this little break as well and slowing down, spending more time with my family, um, and just really trying to be more present um, than I was last year, (laughs) this time. So I hope you have a wonderful few weeks, and we'll be back in just a few with episode 39. I'll see you then. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Entrepreneurial Outlaws. If you see yourself as an entrepreneurial outlaw and enjoyed this episode, would you do me a small favor? It would mean the absolute world to me if you could take a moment to subscribe to the show and leave a rating and review. By leaving a review, you are helping me to grow our outlaw community and together we can show other entrepreneurs that breaking the rules can actually be good for business. Don't forget, you can find the show notes for today's episode along with any of the links that I mentioned on my website at melaninightscom forward slash podcast. And if we're not already virtual besties, you can come and hang out with me on Instagram. I am the one with the country music playing, the lukewarm coffee in my hand, and I'm dishing the dough on how we can make entrepreneurship more inclusive and transparent. Plus, I'll probably send you some fun gifts. So until next time, Outlaws.